Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm so excited to share with you some incredible interviews with wonderful entrepreneurs, business owners, and amazing people in my life that are practicing gratitude, self-love, and living with kindness. I also sprinkle in a few solo episodes, and occasionally you'll see family members join in for the fun as well. Hey friends, I'm so excited you're here for another episode of the podcast. But before we get into this brand new, fresh interview, I wanted to see if you'd had a chance to check out my store yet. Have you been to wakeupwithgratitude.com to visit the shop? So if you're not sure what this is all about, the podcast actually was born after the store, which is where I share all of my favorite landscape photography. I have the pleasure of living in one of the most beautiful places on earth. I live on Vancouver Island and my passion is waking up to take photos of the sunrise. So what I've done in my shop is not only can you order prints and custom canvases, but the most popular things in my shop have been the gratitude cards. So what I did is I took my favorite images, actually voted on by many in my photography community, and made them into different sets of cards. So there are two different 30 Days of Gratitude sets of cards. One of them have different words of gratitude inside each card, and then the second set, they are blank inside. And there is a total of 12 different images. So if you ordered both sets, you would actually have a dozen different cards to share with those that you love and care about. During the pandemic, we are often separated by distance and time and we are unable to travel. So sending cards to those we love can make such an incredible difference. I don't know about you, but when I open my mailbox and I see a handwritten card, I get so excited. Yes, the person who makes cards also gets really excited to receive cards. So you're welcome to send me a card as well. So again, go check out the store at wakeupwithgratitude.com. Take a look, choose your favorites. I do shipping across Canada, the United States, and internationally. All right, friends, let's get right into this very exciting brand new episode of the podcast. Christian is trained as a family medicine doctor who gave up clinical practice after four years of working in the field. He shares how his determination and unwavering faith helped him to make the difficult transition to working in the pharmaceutical industry, researching new medicines. Christian and I met in the Twitch community where he is better known as Haters MD. He was born with a speech impediment that could have kept him from reaching his dreams. Haters made the decision to work on his mindset, as well as his stuttering, which gave him the self-confidence he needed to succeed. His story is different, powerful, and truly inspiring. Please join me for this wonderful interview with my good friend, Christian, also known as Haters. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I have a very special guest, uh, please welcome my friend Christian. Uh, um, uh, hello, Julie. Happy to be here. I am very excited for this. So, Christian and I met actually through our community on Twitch, and this is the first time I've had a friend from that community join me on the podcast. So, most of you will probably know him uh, through his gamer tag, which is Haters MD, and I will probably call him Haters throughout this interview. But he does have a life outside of uh, video game and Twitch streaming. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to 
connect with him today because I love his story um, and I want to learn more about it and I wanted to share it with you on the podcast. So Christian is a, a family medicine physician who is no longer doing clinical practice, but he has transitioned to working in the pharmaceutical industry, helping to develop different medicines. And I thought, what an interesting uh, transition to do, especially since there's a lot of schooling and education that goes into becoming a doctor. And I was really curious to hear about that. Not only that, um, Christian shared with me privately uh, before he was sharing this on his stream about some of the personal development work that he's done that he's really added to uh, some of the work he's doing on Twitch. So I was really intrigued to hear a little bit more about your story. So haters, if you wouldn't mind telling me a little bit about that part of your story kind of before you got into streaming. Sure. Um, uh, um, uh, happy to tell it. So um I would say that my my first interest in the medical world was from uh, from from childhood. My um, father is a physician, mother is a nurse, and they actually met um, met uh, met working in a hospital. Uh, uh, you know, 50 some years ago. And so I always grew up around it and I have really, um, really idolized my father. And um, during, uh, um, uh, during schooling, I felt that I had always had a knack for um, mathematics, the, uh, the natural sciences. And I felt growing up that, uh, that, that going into medicine was a natural fit for me. Um, but the one thing that, that I'll say as I started getting nearer to, um, to medical school is that while I had the family background, kind of like a sciencey brain, um, I never actually thought about what it might be like being a practicing physician. Um, I didn't actually put myself in the shoes of what that's going to be like on a day-to-day -day basis. And that kind of leads the foundation for what comes next. So um, going into medical school, um, it's kind of split into half. So, um, so two years are all classwork years next to our, our, um, our clinical years. So you are mainly hospital-based. Um, uh, and interestingly, um, uh, you know, medical school is not about how, uh, how um, smart you are or not. It's just, it's, uh, it's a grind. It's actually not, um, not unlike streaming and mm. trying, uh, trying, uh, trying to become a partner. It's a true grind, but the main point is that after I got into the uh, the clinical portions, I actually thought about if I had wanted to truly finish, if, if I was actually interested, if this was going to happen. Um, I have a, a very difficult time quitting. Uh, you know, sometimes that works out very well in certain aspects of life, and sometimes not. But I'm I can be very stubborn. I just thought, you know you have put forth lots and lots of work in, you have done this, um, you know, you are seeing it through and then also seeing it through a residency. 
So I only practiced for approximately four years, maybe, uh, maybe slightly, yes. And then I, I, um, I just wasn't um, happy doing it. Uh, it uh, I felt that I, I was doing an excellent service, but I didn't feel like I was utilizing my best skills. So a bit of a technology mishap there. Um, Christian was totally frozen, so I paused the recording. So as we get back into where you were in your story, you were talking about the fact that you were looking at how really to best use your personal skill sets. Um, so maybe not as a practicing physician. So I feel like we were at a bit of cliffhanger. So kind of what happened next? Sure. Yeah. So I, um, I, I, I had felt, you know, that my, um, that my uh, better skills are more on the uh, nerdy kind of sciencey side, um, uh, looking at um, lots of data and making it an uninterpretation, a conclusion after that. And I had learned that there's a, uh, a, um, a uh, group of people who are just like me, actually. And there's quite a few of, of them um, uh, 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 that is um, practicing physicians who want to transition in the non-clinical world. Um, uh, some of them might work at a health plan, but the most popular, uh, most popular industry is the uh, as the uh, pharmaceutical industry, and then drawing more uh, more um, more parallels into Twitch type of things, um, there's lots of networking that has to go on. Um, it's just not through um, Twitter and Discord. It's mainly through LinkedIn, um, but that's how it happens, um, and that's a grind in itself. Um, I learned how to market myself, you know, uh, CV has got to be a certain way and cover letters got to be a certain way. You have to interview a certain way. And that actually took maybe, uh, maybe um, a year and a half worth of learning uh, applications to over 100 jobs and not getting anything until I finally broke in um, uh, maybe like a year and a half ago or two or so years ago now. Yeah, I just have to say that one more time. You said 100 job applications? Um, yeah, there's actually probably more. Um, I, um, 100 at the time that I started logging them in a uh, spreadsheet because, um, and I did this so that I could systematically keep track of where I quote failed in the process and what I think that I could have done better in that particular instance. And I think that that helped me kind of move along. That's incredible that you actually took the time to say, this didn't work out. What can I do better? That's what well, I guess in a way that's what you do in scientific theory and in testing hypothesis, right? why didn't it work this time? What can I do better? So sure. you literally applied scientific theory to your own life in order to get where you wanted to go. I have never heard that before. That is absolutely amazing. I knew there were some good nuggets in this well, story. <laughs> it, well, it, it, to be honest with you, Julie, too, it, 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 it was also therapeutic in a sense because my wife, knows about the job hunt and all of these kind of things and your personal brand. 
And after getting really mad, you know, so many times, I, I felt like it, 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 it was not only beneficial to keep track of where you could have done better, but we would also kind of laugh at it, you know, like, okay, chalk up another one on the spreadsheet or something of that nature. And while we weren't really celebrating it, I felt like that was our way of just kind of blowing off steam and just saying, hey, you did your absolute best. This is where we think that you can move on forward and, you know, drawing more and more parallels into Twitch. I do the same thing on my streams. I always kind of think about that, but, but yeah, um, but it was beneficial and also, also like a therapeutic tool. Good for you. I, that's something I hope that our listeners take to heart, especially when you are working towards a goal and you're not getting there. It's like looking at what didn't work, what did work, right? Because every little step hopefully is getting you closer. I mean, you and I both know if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, that's, and not getting any results, that's the definition of insanity. Yep. So by looking at our own things and getting better every time, it's like, I recommended, um, I did a tweet, just a few tips for Twitch, new Twitch streamers is to go back and look at your own bot and say, right. I watch myself. And it's the same thing. I mean, my profession in network marketing, the question you always want to ask yourself is like, do I want to be on my own team? Right? Like all these things, sure. like if you're not looking back and doing the self-reflection, how does that work? So I'm curious about, cause there's this book you shared with me and I'm wondering if this book had anything to do with this. Did you read the book before you started this journey or tell us about the book? Cause I think that's a really important part of your sure. story. So the um, the book, which I actually have uh, have uh, have um, have handy here, is called um, is called um, uh, Thirteen Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do by um, by um, by uh, Amy Morin. I just want to check the uh, copyright date quickly because so this this was um, this was maybe like a decade ago now and. Um, and where where this helped me and what what prompted me to even really think about it was um was having a speech impediment stuttering um i felt that um you, you know there um there um came a point where i was just uh really really for lack of a, a better phrase, tired of it, you know, um, not that I, cause I, I, I had been through, uh, therapy many, many times and, uh, you just have to, you have to, you, you have, you have to keep on practicing and practicing and practicing. There's a technique and then there's also a self image portion, right. And how you feel about yourself and um and being comfortable in your own skin and there was a point there like it was happening during um during medical school childhood is obviously you know very very difficult sometimes children are are kind of nasty especially if they don't fully understand exactly what is going on or there's all kinds of of uh, judgments made before somebody even really knows you. So I, I, I just, you know, um, was looking for resources that can help me on the self-image side um, and how I think of myself. And, um, and this book, um, uh, 13 Things That 
that that um, mentally strong people don't don't do will um, teach you things like uh, not to expect results immediately, uh, not to be jealous of uh, of the success of other people. So Wait, don't go any further. <laughs> sure. That one right there is like the number one thing I think that gets in the way for most people on Twitch who are new streamers. Sure. Twitch right? and like in the job hunt too. I guess in the so, job hunt, yeah. Like, like I have yeah. a small group of, of, you know, buddies, you know, some of them would get success in like, in like, like, you know, you know, some of them not. And it's very, very much like, you know, trying, you know, saying, well, this Twitch person did this and this one did did that, but I'm just as good. Like the same exact things happening. But, but the point is that um, what it did was helped me to overcome the resentment that I felt that I was owed the opportunity or or I was owed uh, being born with normal speech when one of the principles in that book also is that the world doesn't owe you anything. Um, it owes you nothing. You know, you go and you take what you want. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't um, deserve to necessarily, like I felt that, well, you know, not to use the old adage, but you, you play the hand that, that you are dealt. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I used those um, principles and not that I'm perfect at it because I have to go back at it and look, especially if I'm frustrated over something or something happens, I would go back and I'll say, well, are you doing this? Are you doing this? You know, what, um, what happened in this, um, you, you had like a, uh, you had like a verbal interaction with, with, you know, so-and-so and it went very, very poorly, like not your average. What, what happened there? Um, and um, that's, that's kind of smaller scale things, but the bigger scale is that that, um, that, um, that Amy Morin book helped me to, um, to become comfortable in, in my own skin and that if you are genuine, that um, people will accept you no matter what kind of a disability or kind of a, of a uh, imperfection that you might have. And, um, and one last point there is that I, I also accepted that all of us have uh, difficulties that we go through. Um, Mine just is on my sleeve, right? Um, the person who, who I am talking to may have a whole slew of other issues that they were born with that I'm never going to hear about because I'm not in that person's personal life, right? Um, and I just started counting my own blessings because I, I was actually born very, very blessed and I'm blessed to have a, a great wife, great, uh, great pets and great family. And I just started being grateful for the, the, the things that I do have and not hating life because I, I was born with a disability. This is why I asked you to be on the podcast. This is it right here because there's people have so many reasons for why they're not successful and why they're not going to do something and why I can't stream and why I can't do a Facebook live and why I can't 
do why I can't do all of these things. And like you said, you stutter and it's obvious, right? You can't hide it. It doesn't go away. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like some days it's better than others. As you told me, depending on your focus or how tired you are, it will change, but it's never going to go away. But it, you did the work to say that is part of who I am and I'm going to still go for my goals and dreams no matter what. And I think the fact that you stream, not only do you stream, so if you're not familiar with what streaming is, because a lot of my community, I mean, some of my community definitely has come from our Twitch family, but a lot of my community has no idea what we're talking about when we do these, these right. things about Twitch, right? <laughs> when you stream, you are live in front of people playing a video game or maybe talking, depending on what you do in, in your time, but you... Uh, haters, you have a camera on as well. So not only are you showing your face, you're speaking with people for you know four, five, six hours sometimes, and you're doing it. So my question is, with all of these things that you have to overcome, like why would you get into streaming? That just it seems like it would be so challenging. But then, but you're doing so well in it. So tell me, I want to hear that story. Like why did you choose to get into streaming? Yeah, it, 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 it is definitely challenging. Um, um, uh, before I uh, get in 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 into the why, I, I just want to make like an interesting point though. It's actually more difficult on a oh, well. I won't speak for all people that um, that uh, that uh, stutter, but for me it really takes my like all of my mental focus to concentrate on how i am talking and streaming is actually more difficult than uh, giving a work presentation or something of that nature because it's only me and i'm focusing on my points streaming there is stimulation from everywhere and that that makes it more difficult and lot and lots of people think well you're just playing a video game it's not, it's not that easy. Um, so, um, um, but the why that, yeah. So um, the, um, the transition from, um, from practice into, uh, into uh, pharmaceuticals um, actually was, was the big thing that made this happen because my, um, my first position in the pharmaceutical world, it was a work at home job. And if that didn't happen, then there would have been much, much uh, less of a chance that I would have the opportunity to work and lurk as I call it, um, or to, you know, something of that nature, you can have them on. Um, and, um, it so happened that with the COVID world, um, my job now isn't technically work at home, um, but, but, but I am at home due to COVID. So I have been working at home for maybe two or so years now. Um, that's the, that's the, the uh, foundation, basically. That's what makes it possible for the time, time being. So what, uh, what got me in, uh, into it? Um, my brother-in-law, you know, many, many years ago said, you would love Borderlands 2, you should play it. I just was doing other things and never played it. And then, um, and then uh, Borderlands 3 dropped. And I was like, well, you missed Borderlands 2, let's get into 
Borderlands 3. Started playing it and just had like no idea what was really going on. And I don't like being bad at anything. So <laughs> I, I, I liked to look at videos and, and uh, on, 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 you know, builds and other things. And the first person that, uh, that, that caught my attention was Moxie. In the uh, in 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 the uh, Twitch world, and so I just really started following Moxie and following him on Twitch. Through through Moxie, I met many other streamers, like your husband, for instance. He has been a big inspiration, also, and you're a great a great streamer too. I met you later in the streaming life, but um, but um. I, I would say it was mostly Moxie that that got me interested, and I was thinking, well, you know, you have the time now because you're at home that, you know, you can balance this, and and you know, keep in mind this was after nine nine months of not just lurking in streams. I would I would actively chat, yeah. but I I I saw the the path that lots of people were taking as they would try to be a better streamer, whether you want to get into the partner status, if you want to be on the content and creator team, I, I just kind of started knowing how the business works or learning about how it works. And I was like, you know, I don't see any reason why you can't do this too. And I think that it would be really fun. And um, my first uh, stream was actually, I, I, I didn't have the intention of it being a, a long-term thing. I didn't have, have the expectations of a streaming mic and a stream deck and a green screen and all of these things. I didn't have a camera. I, I was just messing around and I was like, whoa, yeah, like it's, it is like an effort in the sense that I have to really focus on my, on my speech because the speech thing is that if it gets really bad it's not the embarrassment but the physical stress that it creates like the okay. tension you, you actually get some like physical feelings of like exhaustion almost like i've been in like a boxing match or something oh. when i'm just sitting there talking right like and so um i was like you know you just have to get through the initial hurdle of being nervous you know, you have done this millions of times. You have been through through medical school. You give presentations all the time. Go for it. And um, and then I actually really really like it now to the point where I make an effort to lose a couple hours of sleep if I have to, and you know because I just love it. And um, but the first in but the first uh, the first inspiration was moxie and then a whole slew of others that i saw that really put forth great efforts and uh make the game really really fun um that was how i got started and um and they have helped me establish uh, future goals also and you're having a good time and i can totally see that and i love it and yeah. that's what's fun is there have been a lot of people who have picked up twitch streaming because of COVID for so many different reasons. Like you said, right. some people are working from home. Some people just like me, I just totally got sucked in and I just go and stream it's because fun. I'm a goof. And it's mm -hmm. like this side of me that doesn't really come out anywhere else, but it is part of who I am. And I let my Twitch persona, Mrs. Wolf, cause my husband's psychotic wolf. If you've listened right. to our previous podcast, the psychotic wolf. 
So I became Mrs. Wolf and I kind of like you dabbled in the community, not for as long, but I was like in the chats and I was, you know, visiting and then I'd pop in on my husband's stream a little bit of play. And I really, I really found this joy and this enjoyment in doing uh, the streaming. And like you said, like, so it's interesting that you brought up about the physical exhaustion. That's even more so for you, because I do find that around the three hour mark, it's very exhausting. And I can, I just didn't even think of how much more exhausting it would be if you're stuttering because of the physical reaction that your body has when you're doing that. So that's interesting to note. And it's also interesting that to have this so much respect for what's going on on the other side, right? Like streaming might seem like it's not that difficult, but like you said, there's so many factors in it. There's yeah, the there chat are. going on. There's, you know, there's alerts happening. There's, you're playing the game. And if you're like me and you're like a mediocre game player sometimes, I think that's why my stream is so funny because I can't figure it out. But uh, I want to just talk about something that you're doing in your stream though, that you've just started doing, but I really think is clever and I really like it. So you started this thing called House Calls with Haters MD. What is that? Sure. Um, so, um, so there, I have to give uh, lots of uh, lots of credit to um, to uh, to um, to Scapular Wheat eighty seven, a uh, a moderator and a friend of mine. Um, we were having talks about you know, is I was I I actually had um, uh, talks uh, talks with your husband with uh, with. Jolts dude, Moxie, Killer Six, numerous different people, and what's the what's the common theme is? Um, you know, what do you bring into the table that is different from from someone else? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things is um, is that it is really weird being well, un, unusual being a uh, a uh, physician streamer. Um, um, and I was talking with um, with um, Scapular Wheat. I was like, "What? Like, where do I fit in? Like, what can I offer?" And I felt that um, we felt that it might be interesting to help to put uh, put some other people on a pedestal and to uh, showcase what what makes these other um, these other streamers tick and what their their um, their their um their backstories are and um and i i felt like we have had some of that to an extent in um in um in twitch previously but it's usually mostly about the game and and the mechanics while there might be some of the talk there um this is mostly on on the other streamer we are also going to have moderators on the show by the way because i feel that they are so um so highly undervalued um and to get into their backstory what they did before streaming why they got into streaming and why they are you know developing as how they are developing and um I've actually, I would have to say we are only, uh, we are, um, we are only through the second episode, but those two episodes were probably my favorite two hours worth of streaming. 
And if you notice though, the, what I feel like I can offer um, that is very different from other streamers is kind of the path that I took to help me to overcome stuttering, to transition from medical practice into pharmaceuticals. It's, it's the same roadmap that, is, that works over and over again. And I feel like I can play the game fairly well and I can share some of this, this information with, the, with Twitch. Um, and I, I ultimately think that that's what makes me different. Um, and uh, Scapular, we, he, he also named it House Calls with haters, by the way. Mine was, uh, my first name was, um, was, uh, was like meetings with haters or, or, um, or uh, something of that nature, but he liked uh, the alliteration of the house calls with haters. So it, it is now branded that way and that's how it's gonna be in the future. And um, I, I am uh, hoping that, um, that we can probably get um, uh, three or so a month, maybe, uh, yeah. And maybe at two a month, you know, depending on because I want it to last and not to run out of people. But we yeah. have uh, so many streamers. Yes. Um, I I want to get you know more famous ones, some that you might not know. Uh, get some get some um, uh, 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 moderators there that I know work their uh, their tails off for you know seemingly getting nothing back, um, seemingly is the key, key up point there. Um, but, um, but yeah, it, it's to, it's to really, uh, showcase what other people are doing. And, um, and I just, I just think that it's really interesting and it really, um, it really, uh, 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 provides lots of, uh, community value that, um, that you won't get somewhere else. I agree. I love that community feeling about it. And I'm excited that you're doing more of them. Uh, as we come to a close, one thing that I think is really important that I really would love to hear from you about is because of course the podcast is called wake up with gratitude. And you talked a little about your attitude, how you shifted it to being grateful for what you do have, as opposed to what you don't have. Can you share a little bit about maybe some of the things you do on a daily or a weekly basis that help you have a gratitude practice? Sure. It's actually, um, it's actually quite, uh, simple, but, um, but yet very effective. Um, I, and, and, you know, this was actually through, um, through, um, through, uh, seeing like a therapist in the past to help me to overcome stuttering where, um, having it written down what you are grateful for, um, in, in, in print, uh, every single day, just kind of having it there, um, because once once you have a uh, pattern of of negative thinking, you automatically go into that pattern. Mm -hmm. You need something to kind of jolt you out of it, so to speak. Um, if you have something that is with you all the time, that is maybe by your nightstand, um, that says these are the top ten things I am grateful for or maybe you will um you will um stick it on your bathroom mirror i don't know like anything at all um where it's right in in front of your face and in, instead of waking up and saying oh gosh i have to give a speech and this is going to be so difficult you know looking at at that helps me get in the mindset of 
wait a minute, like you have an excellent life. You have lots of things that, that you should be happy about. And it makes, it just makes it, it just gets the, um, gets the person perspective over uh, over and over again. Um, it sounds really, really simple, but it is so hard making that a habit um, to, to do that. Um, and it's so simple just to slip back into previous patterns. The other thing that, that, that I keep handy is the uh, Amy Morin book, and I, I always have it with me. One of the best parts about that book is that there are, there are um, 13 chapters for the uh, 13 things that that um, that um, that mentally strong people don't do, um, and at the end of every single chapter, there's a nifty little summary of what is useful for your thought process and what is not useful. And once I kind of pick up on that, I am having some kind of like a negative thinking pattern, or I am doing something that's just a waste of energy or is not not useful. Pop it open, get back in your center, and think. Well, yeah, I'm not really doing this. Um, I'm not really following this, and and you're not you're not you know maximizing your your happiness. So um, to boil it down, having like a little note system yeah. that just kind of plops it like right in front of your face. Um, but as easy as it is, it, it takes time and practice to um, make that habit. I love it though, because isn't that like with anything to me, the reason I say it's a gratitude practice is because we are always practicing. So I love what you shared. That's a simple thing that we can do. And yes, it's easy not to do, but I, it's an easy thing to take action on. It's not going to take us a lot of time and it is a great way to remind ourselves. So I have loved our time together. Um, what is the best way for us to connect with, I guess, haters is the one we're going to be connecting with online. So where do we find you, my friend? Sure. The, um, the, uh, the um, simplest way is, um, is going into my Twitch page, um, uh, HatersMD. Uh, there you will find Twitter my uh my um my uh my uh my uh my 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 haters email discord um all of my socials there youtube is 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 also there um that's the absolute simplest way uh dming me on uh twitter or uh discord very very simple and i'll get back to you quickly that's great. And we will post all the links with the video and with the podcast, but it's haters with a Z. So H-A-T-E-R-Z-M-D. Uh, so you go to twitch.tv and then you slash haters with a Z M D and you can find all the links there. Uh, my friend, I have absolutely adored our time together. Thank you for being authentic. Thank you for letting us learn a little bit about Christian, um, also about haters and how that all comes together. You really brought together all of the questions that I'd had about you before we did the podcast in such a beautiful way. And I really appreciate all the things that you shared, the resources you shared. I will definitely include the book in the list, of course, when we share the podcast and video as well. So thank you so much, my friend. Thank you very much, Julie. This was an absolute pleasure. The honor is mine. My friend, you did it. You made it all the way to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around. I would love it if you take the time to subscribe to the podcast so that when new episodes are released, they're automatically downloaded so you can listen to them anywhere you are. 
It would really mean the world to me if you would give this podcast a five-star review, should you think that I deserve it, on your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for taking the 30 to 90 seconds to share your rating and give a little review of the podcast. It helps other people to know if they should be listening to this podcast or not. And of course, if you've listened this far, I know it's made a positive impact in your life. So if it's helped you, do you think you could share it with a friend? Who do you know who could use just a little bit more gratitude and inspiration in their life? And finally, if you're like me and you love talking about gratitude and being grateful and sharing all things related to gratitude, please join our community on Facebook. You can find us under Groups Gratitude Ambassadors, and we'd love to welcome you into our community. Thanks, and we'll see you at the next episode.